1: The latest on Yellow Jackets basketball, which means it's time to talk all things Georgia Tech on the Josh Passner Show.
2: Oh, he takes the outlet pass. He soars up and dumps it down. Oh, and more left a crater under the...
1: We'll hear from Georgia Tech basketball head coach Josh Pastner and other members of the Georgia Tech athletics department as we gear up for another week of Georgia Tech hoops on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Now here's the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra.
2: And a very good Monday evening to you. Welcome into another edition of the Josh Pastner Show. Georgia Tech has seven days off between games, but as we all know at Georgia Tech, off is a relative term when that off consists of final exams. Yellow Jackets taking a much-deserved study break before they return to McCamish this Saturday, 2 p.m., when they tune up for the final time in non-conference play against Alabama State. Of course, ACC play opened this past Saturday Against the preseason number one North Carolina Tar Heels. Prior to that, though, boy, your heart's probably still pounding from last Tuesday. And clean old fashioned hate, the 198th edition, went to the Yellow Jackets down to the wire, but a 79 77 win over the Bulldogs. A second straight rivalry win for the Yellow Jackets, who now park themselves at a record of 6 and 4. And on that, we welcome you into the Josh Pastor show. I'm Andy Demetra. He, of course, is Josh Pastor. Coach, good to see you. How are you?
3: I'm doing well, Andy. <clears throat> uh, a few things. One is good to see uh, Miller back. He wasn't here last Monday because I know he was doing the Hawks game. Um, and the gentleman that was sitting in his chair, who was a great guy, Adam, yeah, Adam, really good guy. But I was concerned because we were playing Georgia the next day, and on his um, uh, case. equipment case, yeah. it was about it was you know from Athens, Georgia. With some Georgia stuff on it, well, you were so worried about some surveillance there the night I, before the game. I didn't know, and so I was making sure I knew. I knew Miller, you know, was was you know a Georgia Tech through and through, you know. So, uh, but no, Adam was a good guy. But good to have uh, Miller back. And then um, <clears throat> I would like to give a great uh, shout out to you. Um, uh, two things: one that you got to do the Chicago Bulls um uh, was that the tv or the yeah it was the chicago bulls tv TV, telecast and 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 there's just uh, so congratulations on you you know how i think about you you're one of the best in the business and um i'm pretty soon you know i i'm sure a bunch of nba and nfl teams will be calling you secondly um, there is no question that um the guy you're standing next stacy um stacy king stacy king there's no question that if you had to put you and him together, one guy you could tell played in the NBA and one didn't play in the now NBA. Now, what gives that away? Just size alone. Just size alone. I mean, what, you even standing up and him sitting down, he was still taller than you. Yeah,
2: no. He, I look like a ventriloquist, Al, yeah. next to Stacy, who played uh, collegiately at Oklahoma in yep. the late 80s. He's a great he player. The Bulls' first uh, three peed teams, really good guy. Enjoyed working the he game played, with him, and he was
3: a great college player back in the day. I mean, one of the I think he was one of the first team All American or second one of the oh, best. Yeah, he yeah. was, he was he the was sixth the overall yeah. pick yeah.
2: back in the day, and uh, obviously is a beloved commentator now in the Chicago yeah. area. Really fun to do that game. Apologize a little bit for the voice; it was a, a busy week between that, but more importantly, uh, Georgia and North yeah. Carolina. How about we start back since this is the first time we've visited <laughs> with you since the rivalry game, seventy nine seventy seven. Boy, you talk about a back-and-forth second half. Eighteen lead changes in that game. At one point, from the 14-minute mark to about the two-minute mark of the second half, neither team held a lead larger than two points. I don't think I've ever seen that in a college basketball game. But you guys grinded out the stops defensively when you needed. Miles Kelly clutch had two straight buckets. That floater to give you guys the lead back for good with set, uh, 23 seconds left. Uh, what did you see from your guys uh, to, to pull it through uh, and, and get that win, which obviously sent everybody uh, at McCamish Pavilion into a frenzy that night?
3: Yeah. Well, first off, you know, playing George on Tuesday was a uh, you know, obviously you're playing in those games, like you said, it's a rivalry game and a lot of emotion. It was an important game just for a lot of factors. Not just not of just not the the fact alone of trying to win the game, but just the fact alone of you know, it's it's rivalry, but also they announced Brent Key yeah. as the head football coach officially in a sense in a press conference the day before and they are announcing Brent Key at halftime. Um, there were some, there were some functions going on during that course of the week. Uh, a lot of Georgia tech functions and events that were in a very important events and functions that it was important that to have the energy and the positivity of, of winning that game and beating the Georgia Bulldogs. And, um, so, so a few things, um, I'll talk about the game in a second at halftime when we were at halftime, I heard Brent key out there speaking and uh, I, I found, I found out afterwards. I think he told some of the Georgia fans to go home, and because I think they're, you know, that were that were in the in the stands. And uh,
2: well, if they, if they didn't take Brent up on the suggestion, you yeah. guys certainly uh, well, put the final nail in that.
3: Well, so so let me talk about the game. <clears throat> um, first of all, a lot of credit to Mike White. Does a great job. Really good basketball coach, and they're a good team. I mean, they're they're. I think they're sort of like us in a sense that you know, probably uh, people within their leagues and the media members that do the preseason projections on both teams probably weren't, you know, they didn't know about a, either team in a sense. And and uh, I think we're better than we're, we, were, we were picked or or predicted to finish, and the same thing with Georgia. And I thought both teams are good teams. <clears throat> Georgia's really athletic. I thought they had good bigs. And um, they had some really, you know, guys who can put the ball in the basket from the perimeter. But early on, we got to a good lead. We were up uh, 9-4. We got up twenty-fourteen. had some chances to extend a couple things, missed some short shots, uh, missed a couple open shots. You know, it has been interesting, we haven't shot the ball um, as well as, and I said this last Monday, as well as I, th- I had assumed or predicted or thought we would based on our, you know, preseason – shooting all summer and fall. And then uh, in our scrimmages and everything else, we just haven't, um, you know, shot it to the level that I thought we would to this point. Now, now I think if you you know some of the stats can be skewed in a sense. So if you take out a couple things here and a couple things there, maybe that you know you look at it differently. But um, but that being said, um, you know we had some chances to open up. But Georgia's good, and they it was sort of a back and forth game for a while. There we both teams were changing defenses. I thought both teams played pretty good defense. I thought overall, Andy, it was a really good college basketball game. And and as you mentioned, the 18 lead changes. Um, initially in the AP report after the game, it said there was 19 straight possessions of, of scores. Now, Mike Stamus, the SID for Georgia Tech men's basketball, who's been here longer than I think the, the AA building's been around. I think he uh, came with the building. Yeah, he might yeah, have come yeah. with the building, yeah. In fact, um, you know, so, um, uh, but he had mentioned that he thought it was only 13 straight possessions of scoring. So we have to look into the... Digging in that, but either way, thirteen, sixteen, nineteen, whatever it is, uh, it was a really there was that stretch where nobody could get a stop, and it was good offense. Both teams were scoring, and it was a fun game for, for the fans. And so, um, and, and I thought there was a lot of positives, um, um, you know, really just on some of the our next, uh, on our execution once again did a really good job of taking care of the basketball. Georgia came in two things they were really good at, andy is forcing turnovers and getting second chance offensive rebounds. And as you know, we had some struggles in offensive re- and defensive rebounding because of the spreadness of the zone. Um and that and because of our size, Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket Nation when you watch us, we're not an overly big team. And um and so because of that, you know, there's some things that we just got to be aware of and alert of. But our zone is really good. We're one of the best in the country and, once again, a lead in the country at defending the three-point shot. Part of that is the way we can spread and move our zone. I've said it before and said it last week. People talk about our zone. We're the, John, the new temple John Cheney of the zones. And, in fact, it's more fearful than even the Syracuse zone now. And um, so our zone's really good. It's just you do get spread. The weakest part of our zone is rebounding that is a real problem with our zone and uh because you know the zone would probably be, it, man, I so effective we can have the size at both the guards and the wings that would make such a bigger difference but we're not we don't have that right now so we move we're fast we're quick it's just we give up a lot of those rebounds. and that's. Uh, 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 but but versus Georgia, we only gave up nine offensive rebounds. I don't have the stats. I and, and,
2: and I'm glad you brought that up because Georgia came in eighth in the nation yeah. in offensive rebounding percentage. That's something they had done really well yep. entering the game.
3: And we did a really good job on that. And do you have the stats right there? I think we had nine turnovers or eight. No, seven turnovers. Seven turnovers. Seven turnovers. Seven turnovers. And they came in forcing teams into turno- turning the ball over. And so – once again, really taking care of the ball. That's a big jump we've made this year from last year is just really valuing and taking care of the basketball. So really proud on that. And that was a big deal. And so, you know, you go to the, you know, you fast forward to the end of the game. We were down four. So a couple things. We got fouled. If you remember, Debo Coleman got fouled. Went to the free throw line, sort of like Notre Dame last year. Now, Notre Dame, he missed the first free throw Um Made the second. Um, if he had made both of them, we probably, you know, and this, and then, and then this time he ended up missing both free throws. And and obviously we know how good of a shooter Debo Coleman is, and he's a great player. So it's a, you know, it's 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 that's not like him. And I've told Debo though he's going to be in those positions again, and he's just got to be ready to step up and put it in because he's going to get fouled. We're going to give him opportunities to put the ball in the basket late game, and he's a really good player. So he missed those two. They came down and scored. And then we came down, missed a shot. They came down and scored, and they went up four. They went up four. And um, and it didn't look real pretty at that point. And they were sitting in their zone. And um, what was interesting is they were coming back. Um, it, it just showed you how the fine line of things, as they were coming back, um, <clears throat> uh, they... Um, uh, it
2: seemed like they struggled to get mashed in the zone. Well,
3: Well, they... Four guys were playing man-to-man. One guy was playing oh, zone. Really? So I think one guy was you know not in the right spot where Coach White wanted him, playing man, and they were in a zone that left Miles Kelly open mm. on the left slot. Oh, so they
2: wanted to play zone, but only one No, they wanted, wanted to...
3: to play man. Oh, okay. One guy was in zone, four were in man, and the one guy was in zone, left mm-hmm. Miles Kelly wide open. The ball got swung. Miles Kelly right in front of our bench, shoots the three and sticks it, and it cuts the lead to one. And um, obviously then we come down – we forced a charge, or got a steal. Davon Smith did a great job. We had a switch on the defense, yep. got a steal, came down. I was not about to call timeout because I had one timeout left. I was going to let us play, but I didn't like to see where we were at. And just I, I felt we were a little bit disorganized and not as organized, and I wasn't sure we are going to get the shot that we wanted. And part of the issue with Princeton offense, and we've talked about this, is, is you don't always um, – you know, get the shot that you want. Uh, we talked about it last week. Um, you, I, I forget the words you used, but egalitarian, egalitarian. Yeah, Miller right? missed that one. We're yeah. going to
2: give him the vocabulary lesson this week.
3: But, but equal opportunity offense and um, and. And you don't always know when the sh- who's getting the shot and where the shot's coming from. I
2: will tell you what, how about we, uh, we we do what we call in the business the tease? Let's uh, fair enough. Are you, saying
3: are you saying that I'm going a little long again? Well,
2: you know, it, it, we, typically we do this first segment. I got to keep the train on the tracks, but. You leave us at a good spot here because final possession down by one. I'll talk about the next segment.
3: And then then maybe the segment after that, we can go to North Carolina, unless we have some callers on or not. Yeah,
2: it's your show, and I'm glad you brought that up because the phone lines are open. Had some calls last week. Look forward to your questions for Coach Pastor tonight. That number to call us: 404-231-1680, 404-231-1680. You can also tweet me, at Andy Demetra. I've got the laptop right in front of me, ready to entertain your questions. Just getting underway on a Monday night and the Josh Pastor Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network
4: from Legend Sports introducing Hella Vienna Lager from Atlanta's own New Realm Brewing Company, the official craft beer of Georgia Tech Athletics. All season long reach for New Realm's easy-drinking dark lager or New Realm's number one-selling hazy-like-a-fox IPA. And check out their location on the Eastside Beltline Trail. Expect great locally sourced food from their on-site scratch kitchen, craft beer brewed in-house, handmade cocktails plus live music and much more at 550 Somerset Terrace. Visit newrealmbrewing.com for more
5: this holiday whether you're roasting a kroger simple truth turkey for 40 or making a murray's baked free for two whether you're baking a pie with fresh cosmic crisp apples like grandma's or ordering private selection cream pies when grandma's pie is all gone kroger has fast fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last kroger fresh for everyone Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply.
6: Everybody has a jillion things going on these days, so at Apartments.com, we help you stay on top of your apartment search with powerful tools like saved searches and instant alerts. Alert. You just enter what you want. Alert. Like location, price, and amenities. Alerto. And Apartments.com will alert you as soon as those places become available.
4: Alert. Here's your perfect place. Thanks, me.
6: And you can customize your alerts. Somehow, I think I set mine to Mr. Snarky.
4: You do hear me.
6: Maybe I can change mine to British. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. This holiday season,
0: Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. See your Atlanta-area Lexus dealer.
7: In America, the future belongs to everyone. So, we designed the SUVs of the future for everyone. Like Ford Escape, Edge, or Explorer. All named IIHS top safety picks with specific headlights. One of the many reasons why so many love Ford SUVs. Because the SUVs of the future aren't designed for a few. They're built for America. Ford SUVs. Drive one today.
6: Apartments.com has the most pet-friendly listings and realistic virtual tours. Now, we're taking it one step further by testing a cutting-edge new feature, virtual reality tours for pets. We'll just strap this headset onto sprinkles here. Hold still. Kitty. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, oh, he's running mock. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I don't think he likes this, sir. Yeah, get the things off the kitty. Virtually tour pet-friendly listings on apartments.com. The place to find a place.
1: There's no better source on Georgia Tech hoops than the coach. This is the Coach Josh Pastner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports
2: Network. Fans, there's magic when we cheer together. Let's create some magic with an ice cold Coke. Cheers! As we welcome you back to the Josh Pastner Show. He's Josh Pastner on May to Dimetra, and let's talk about that magic you guys created in the final thirty seconds with Miles Kelly hitting his second game-winning bucket of the season. This one, no disrespect to Georgia State, but I think this one he might hold a little loftier than that one at the beginning of the season. Uh, what'd you diagram during the timeout to set Miles up where he was able to make that play?
3: Yeah, so um, you know, in the in the so, anyways, I was I was mentioning. Um, that, you know, we came down after getting the steal. Davon Smith did a great job on a switch, got the steal. We um, came down the floor, and I was going to let us play. And as I mentioned about the Princeton offense, that what we <clears> – <throat> is our base, and, and uh, you know, a lot of it is equal opportunity. You don't know always when you get the shot, who you get it from, and where. So I just – I didn't feel as comfortable. and I had But I had one timeout, and I've o- – Personally, I always like to save one timeout at the very end of the game, four pressing situations, meaning we are up one, up two, up three, and need to get the ball in bounds and we can't get it in. I like to have one timeout personally just to always be able to call because I could actually, what I do is I watch the referee one, two, three, and I'm allowed to call timeout from the bench in that situation. And so... Um, but it was my last timeout, and I did call a timeout because I felt we got a little tired. Both teams were getting a little tired during that stretch where everyone was scoring, so I had to take a timeout uh, here or there. But uh, So I had the one timeout, but I decided to use it because I just thought we were a little bit um, disorganized in a sense. I wanted to make sure that I got the, the shot, the, the look. So I called a play in the huddle, and what was interesting is as I was leaving the huddle, so, I had a play diagrammed. I scrapped it. Really? Scrapped the play as I left. So, I diagram this play in the huddle. We're on the board there. You know, you doing here. In, this, in case they come to zone, we're running this. And if they come man, they're running, we're running this. No matter. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. This is how we're, we're going to run our play in the side out of bounds to get the ball in. If they're in zone, we're running this. Man, we're running this. Let's go. I told everyone where they're going. So, we broke the huddle. I said one, two, three, team. As we we're walking out, I said, "Scrap it, scrap it." Let they—they were looking at me. I said, "No, no, no." I—because I just something came across me, of um, you know, just sort of a gut instinct. I said, "Scrap it." I—I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable, and, and it, the buzz already rang, and the refs were coming. Let's go. I said, "Scrap it. We're going to run this, Coach. What? We're going to run this. You, you. I want you just—just just really quick—a play mm-hmm. that we already have in our system." and um, um so this
2: is just based on a gut you didn't see any of the personnel nope. from georgia that dictated the change
3: nope it was just a gut and um and so i scrapped that play as we're coming out of the huddle i changed it told the guys you know this is what we're doing i went in his hands and here's who's doing this and doing that real quick on the fly right there and to the guy's credit they executed it perfectly now as you know the coach's responsibility is to diagram and draw the play. It's up to the players to execute and put the ball in the basket. And the only way the play looks like it's good is if the ball goes in the basket. And so the reason the play worked, everyone executed their spots. To their credit, they were able to change on the fly and and and, and fly and understand where I was telling them. And I think a lot of that goes back to the time and score that we have spent all summer, fall, On working on time and score situations, we have spent a lot of time on time and score situations, and um, um, and and so you know we we diagram boom 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 real quick the change, and and the guys executed it, and it was a tremendous execution. We scored the play, even Georgia how they they played the play. The guys read the right action, made it happen. Miles hit a big time shot, and it was beautiful. And um, and then Georgia called timeout. We then set up our defense because we had no timeouts. But there was still like 23. There, yeah. there was a lot of time left. It wasn't like there was like one second. There was a lot of time. And so we set up our defense, and um, we 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 were prepared for their out of, for their late game play of what we wanted of what they were going to run. We we had a good preparation for that. And I thought we had a good setup and preparation defensively and and how to guard that and defend that. And we end up getting a charge call on the back end. And again, credit to the assistant coaches, um, you know, uh, my associate coach, Anthony Wilkins, uh, uh, assistant coach, Julian Schwartz, and assistant coach, Brian Eskelson did a great job with the preparation and, and, and we're prepared and uh, help get our alignments. And, and we played that properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they called a charge and um
2: which you said in your scouting report you you mentioned that to us in their pregame interview george is liable to draw some charges yep and so credit davon smith for being well positioned on that dribble drive of roberts it was right in full view of the official he extended that offhand it was a pretty uh non-controversial charge call for being in the closing seconds but uh, that's reading the scouting report
3: yeah and i'm trying to think um um that's exactly right and um um I'm trying to think uh now before that cuz that play I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> obviously we played a so, game So yeah
2: they were they actually had two possessions. So yeah. the one when after was it Miles's the, floater after was the, the floater. runner that Javon and That's right. So or, so, uh, so let Jay me go Vaughn yeah so let LeBlanc. me go back to and that. Then there was so, the inbound.
3: That's right. Okay. So so let me go back to that. I'm sorry. So um <clears throat> um so okay so we called we we they they um you know we scored it got back they called time they came down and we guarded it well and Javon, excuse me Jalen, and davon blocked the shot sort of going out of bounds mm-hmm. on the on the kid that attempted it we then had to stop and 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 so we had to go to base out of bounds defense
2: you did not guard the inbounder
3: and what was interesting in the way we said so they called timeout and we came to the huddle. We talked, and we spent a lot of time on time and score, as I mentioned earlier, not only on time and score offense, but time and score defense, especially base out of bounds defense. And base out of down, base out of bounds defense. You see more teams lose the game based on the way they cover something, and a guy slips and gets a layup and scores it. We spent a lot of time on that, so we cleaned some things up some, from earlier in the year that we had some mishaps on. Cleaned things up. Took a guy off the inbounds. How we guarded some certain things, and I think threw them a little off of off of kilter, off of balance on that, and we were able to get the Jalen Moore got a beautiful steal, got fouled, and um, and, um, um, and and then ended up uh, um, you know it was a, it made the first free throw, missed the or made missed the first, made the second. Mm-hmm. There was a stoppage, and we were able to guard. Uh, as I mentioned, prepared as, as in, in setting that up. That's where Davon Smith drew the charge. Beautiful charge he drew. Absolutely outstanding, winning play. Just a winning, winning play. And then, um, um, and then there was a the throw in. So we had to throw it in. But we, that's where I like to have a timeout. They yeah. full court press. We had no timeouts. I told Debo, if you can't get it in, because there was like two. I think right at two point nine seconds. Two point five. Yeah. Two point five. If you can't get it in, um, we don't want to take a five-second call because we don't want to throw it. We don't want them to have the ball underneath the basket, and you don't want to throw it in and then get a steal and score because we were only up two at the time. So I said, if you, if, worst case of all, throw it long, and then we'll get a tip, and it will start the clock, and all they got to do if they get it, they have to just mm-hmm. heave it up. I wanted him to throw it almost to the free-throw line of the other of our basket because that would have started the clock. He kind of threw it to the half court, and I was watching it. Now, I put Debo through the ball because I know how smart he is down there. He's a basketball guy. He understood, and in his mind, he had that clock ticking, one, because you, know, you have five seconds, so by four, got to throw it at four, one, two, and he was looking, and it was a spot throwing because it was a charge, so he couldn't move. So it was a spot throwing with no timeouts. To Debo's credit, he did throw it long, sort of by our bench, right by half court. I would have liked to have seen him throw it at the free throw line by our court and let it bounce, and then we get it so hits it. Because you can't, you can't throw it out of bounds to the other end. They'll still get it on their end. They ha- There has to be a touch. And Georgia had no timeouts left. So the ball was good. We tipped it, so it started the clock. Which then allowed, I think, the kid number three, o- Oquendo, Oquindo yeah. got it, and he got an incredible open look from half court that would have won the game if he hit it. And when he left it go, it looked good. I thought it was going in. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" And by the, you know, in the in the um, uh, what's that thing with Al Pacino and the uh, Any Given Sunday? It's a game of inches. I mean, this is a game. This isn't a game of inches. This shot was a was a game of of what's what's less than centimeters Uh, millimeters millimeters yeah mill this is a game of millimeters centimeters that the ball bounced you know if it bounced maybe a little to the right it goes in but by the millimeter goes to the left thank the good lord and the ball bounced out i gave a great fist pump to the bench and to the players and to my family behind me and went on to shake coach white's hand and the rest of Georgia's staffs and players hands and uh uh Great, awesome win for Georgia Tech, which allowed me to hug everybody around the front <laughs> row, hug President Cabrera, hug Mr. Bat, and the new athletic director, and and I was trying to find Brent Key, and it just made it a spectacular, awesome, wonderful evening.
2: Yeah, special night. I know time stood still when that half-court heave was airborne, but the jubilation would follow, and Georgia Tech, like we said, gets its second straight win in the rivalry over the Georgia Bulldogs. I know some fans want to hear your thoughts about The game in Chapel Hill on Saturday. We'll save that for the other side of the timeout. If you have questions for Josh Pastor, the phone lines are open, 404-231-1680, 404-231-1680. You can also tweet me, at Andy Demetra. We will continue the conversation after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. One of the toughest
1: jobs in law enforcement is telling a family that a loved one has been killed by a drunk driver. That's why Georgia law enforcement works every day to keep drunk drivers off the road. Every DUI arrest could be one less family to lose someone to drunk driving. You can help. Hand the keys to a designated driver or call a ride service. It saves lives and prevents a costly DUI arrest. Drive sober or get pulled over. Brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety.
8: Georgia is our home. That's why at Georgia Power, we're building the future of energy. Over the last decade, we've invested nearly $10 billion to strengthen the electric grid, installing new substations, upgrading transformers, moving power lines underground, and investing in cleaner energy. We're making the electric grid more resilient and reliable for you and for future generations. At Georgia Power, we know that making smart investments today prepares us to meet our customers' needs tomorrow.
6: Apartments.com has the most pet-friendly listings and realistic virtual tours. Now, we're taking it one step further by testing a cutting-edge new feature, virtual reality tours for pets. We'll just strap this headset onto sprinkles here. Hold still, kitty. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, he's running muck. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. I don't think he likes this, sir. Yeah, get the things off the kitty. Virtually tour pet-friendly listings on Apartments.com. The place to find a place.
4: And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever.
8: That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim.
7: (laughs) Ha-ha, Jim. We're on the air.
4: Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen?
7: Well, can I have a sip?
9: (laughs) Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Looking for the perfect game day or really any day food? Panko Chicken is your answer. You've never tasted anything as crave-worthy as Panko's award-winning healthier chicken tenders, sandwiches, and their tacos are off the chain. It's Panko's unique Japanese-American spin that makes their chicken the crispiest, juiciest, and most flavor-packed chicken you've ever tasted. Panko also has a large selection of incredible vegan and vegetarian options. With locations throughout the metro area, it's easy to satisfy your healthy craving for the best chicken in Atlanta. Check them out at pankochicken.com.
1: on Yellow Jackets Basketball, it's the Coach Josh Passner Show on the Georgia Tech
2: Sports Network. Next up for Georgia Tech, Alabama State comes to town this Saturday. Look forward to you guys duplicating that fantastic atmosphere we had here last Tuesday for the Georgia game. 2 p.m. tip-off on Saturday between the Yellow Jackets and Hornets. And, of course, our pregame coverage will start at 1.30. Of course, Coach, you will try to uh, shake off the uh, ACC opener versus North Carolina from this past Saturday. I think sometimes you look at how the schedule lines up and you you kind of sense that you might be uh, facing a buzzsaw, and that kind of lined up with North Carolina. They had lost four straight. They dropped out of the top 25. They got Armando Baycott back. He had missed their ACC opener with a shoulder contusion. And, you know, it was still a one-point game in the final four minutes of the first half, and then the Tar Heels went on that run, stretched out that lead at halftime. You hovered in the second half, uh, just couldn't uh, get that deficit back within single digits. What did you make of uh, the, the game in Chapel Hill?
3: Yeah, well, a few things, Annie. I was hoping the entire time that, Carolina would have been undefeated in preseason number one when we played them, you know what I mean? You did. And you look at this year, so much of its timing, uh, whether it was Utah come off, came off of a loss versus Sam Houston State, Marquette obviously came off of a loss, Mississippi State, Iowa come off of a drubbing versus TCU, and then North Carolina's coming off of a four-game losing streak, and so all four teams that we've lost to have come, the timing that we've played them has not been the best, if that makes sense, so That's been one of the things on that. In regards to North Carolina, now, I did say this, Andy, in preseason ACC Media Day, that North Carolina should be preseason number one in the country, but Virginia should be preseason number one in the ACC, and they should be preseason pick because I just thought Virginia has everyone back, um, and uh, I just think they're really good, and I actually think they're ahead of Carolina.
2: Well now they're number two in the nation.
3: Yeah, who became number one? Purdue. Purdue. Yeah. And um and by the way, the Virginia games at it got moved to noon on it December did. the thirty first for anyone out there, I don't know if anyone's seen that or not, but that is a noon game, New Year's Eve. Anyway, um but let me just say this on North Carolina. Um they, they they're really I mean look, they went to the national championship game last year and they basically have their whole team back they got multiple guys with incredible NIL deals. I mean it was I've said this. It was like playing a pro team in a sense financially. I mean they were really a pro team financially, which is legal. I mean it's legal per the rules um and the amount of, you know, NIL opportunities for those guys and deservedly so. They went to the championship game. They deserved it. Um and um <clears throat> you know it's like playing a pro team basically as a as a financial in a financial way. Um uh that being said, um, you know, look, they lost. Think of their four straight losses, okay? They lo- they were in Portland. They lost to Iowa State in overtime. They lost to Alabama, or excuse me, they lost to Alabama in four overtimes. Then they lost, I think, to Iowa, or vice versa. Whoever they lost to first, Iowa State was in overtime, then Alabama, four overtimes. Then they lost to Indiana. Um, they played Indiana, and and they they Baycott did not play a lot cuz he was injured. Then they played Virginia Tech to open up the ACC play without Baycott in Blacksburg. In Blacksburg, and I've told I told this to coach Schwartz during the course of the game. I turned to him. I said, "Man, how lucky is Virginia Tech? They got gifted to play North Carolina without Baycott. I mean, he makes a world De- I would love to play North Carolina without Baycott. I mean, he is he just changes the dynamics of that team. Like you could it's hard to even explain. He's just such a good rebounder. I think he's on pace to become their all-time leading rebounder there the way the trajectory that he's going on the glass. But um <clears throat> so and, and and it wasn't like the four teams they lost to were bad teams. They just had a tough stretch. So I and I and then they had the whole week off before they play us gives a chance for Baycott to get healthy to kind of get their you know Caleb Love and R.J. Davis had not been playing well or shooting the ball well so it just gave them time and an opportunity to kind of regather and and um uh, and R.J. Davis was really good against us I mean he best game he's played all year Baycott was just a stud and you know Nance was good and so the you know it, it was just one of those games, and uh, you know, it was probably more of a timing game than anything. There was a lot of good that we did. like As you mentioned, we were neck and neck. It was the last three and a half minutes where they went that run. Because if you look at it, that's where the whole game was won or lost. Because in the second half, it was 36-33. I mean, mm-hmm. we, it was pretty much back and forth. It was just that end of that three minutes, that lead, and we could never really... You know, creeped into it, like you said. We hovered around, we around, we, we hung in there, we just... Couldn't get back over the hump on a few things. um, Missed some open shots. For the most part, did a really good job of taking care of the basketball. Uh, We only had 11 turnovers, which is still too many for me, but the amount of possessions in the game, it wasn't that bad. Um, But we only had one offensive rebound. Part of that was because Javon Franklin's our best offensive rebounder. Now, I also sent a lot of guys back based on transition defense, but Javon Franklin only played six and a half minutes because he hurt his groin. Um, and, and, um, so that's why he was only able to play six minutes and, and he's in, you know, um, protocol right now as in terms of just trying to get healthy treatment on his groin because you've got to be careful on those groins. You don't want that to linger and, and, and turn from a few, a few days into a few weeks. Um, and then Davon Smith rolled his ankle and he wasn't able to go back in after, uh, after that ankle, he tried a little bit, but just wasn't able to. And so, um, <clears throat> um, and so that made it uh, tough on, on him. And he was not, he practiced limited today, but he should be good for by the end of the week. Um, so having those two guys out, um, so we didn't get a lot of production on the offensive glass. That 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 hurt us in an area. Um, you know, we we had some open looks, we just did not take um, have you know put down. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, that we just have not shot the ball as well as I thought we would at this to this point. Um you know, Rodney Howard, who did some nice things but hit some great elbow jumpers, but he did have four turnovers. Out of our 11, four came for Rodney. There was some miscommunication stuff there and some other things. And so, you know, we just got to be better uh, better in that area and, and, and kind of go from there. But, um, um, <clears throat> you know, look, Carolina's really good. Uh, I thought there were some opportunities for us. I thought that last, as I mentioned, the game was win or loss in those last three and a half minutes of the first half. And we just, um, you know, in 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 those type of possessions, when you get some open shots, you got to stick them. We had a couple good looks; they just didn't make. But I like our group, and we're not that far off. Now we are young, and and actually, when I was watching the game again, I was listening to Corey Alexander, who did the game on television, and he had mentioned that uh, he thought about, man, how good our young guys are, and how good they're going to be if they can stay together. They got a chance to really compete for the championship next year. Now, I'm not again. We're trying to win it this year, but uh, we have a really good nucleus. And the more they play, the more they are around each other, the more opportunities they get. They're just going to continue to get better. And so, <clears throat> but look, Carolina's old. They're good. They're talented. They got really good guards. They got probably the best rebounder in college basketball, or other than maybe Tashibwe from Kentucky, or, and he might, and Baycott might even be better than Tashibwe. Rebounding, but either one, 1A, 1B, whichever you look at it. And they were the defense, they are the, you know, went to the championship game. And it was sort of a perfect storm lined up. And it's just been like that on our four losses this year, the four teams that we've played. Um, it's just been one of those deals. And so we just got to keep, you know, getting better. As you mentioned earlier, we play Alabama State on Saturday. So We were able to give the guys off yesterday. We had this whole week to practice and prepare. Now, some of our guys got intense finals this week. This is a hard week being at Georgia Tech just based on the final schedule, the intensity of the finals, the intensity of the academics here is what makes Georgia Tech so good um, academically. But we've got to be able to stay with what we're doing to continue to get better in preparation to play for Saturday because then right behind that, you follow that back up with a game versus Clemson at home. Uh, for your second ACC game on next Wednesday. Yep,
2: there you go. The schedule is laid out, and uh, we will take another timeout. Anthony from Orange County, hang tight during the commercial break. We'll get to your phone call in just a moment, but we're coming up on a break as we continue with Head Coach Josh Pastor in just a moment. It's the Josh Pastor Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports.
4: And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever.
0: nothing feels as good as making others feel good those so-called feel-good holiday films they can't hold a gingerbread scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels make this december one to remember together see your atlanta area lexus dealer Georgia Tech is out for victory. My family and I love gearing up in our gold and white to watch the Yellow Jackets take to the court. And as a proud partner at Georgia Tech basketball, Scana Energy is part of all the action. So make some noise for the rambling wreck and join my family and Scana Energy in cheering on the Yellow Jackets this season. Sign up with Scana today and get up to $100. Call 877 go Scanner or visit scanaenergy.com slash jackets for details. Limited time offer. Terms and conditions apply.
4: Ever wonder how much pepperoni is too much? Ha, me neither. But if there is a limit, Marco's Pepperoni Magnifico pushes it. It's loaded with classic and crispy Old World pepperoni, those three fresh melty signature cheeses, and savory Romajan seasoning. Right now, a large is just 9 dollars So I'm going to push my limit on how much pizza I can eat in one sitting. Marcos, Pizza lovers? Get it! Limited time only. Participation may vary. Additional restrictions may apply while supplies last.
7: In America, the future belongs to everyone. So, we designed the SUVs of the future for everyone. Like Ford Escape, Edge, or Explorer. All named IIHS top safety picks with specific headlights. One of the many reasons why so many love Ford SUVs. Because the SUVs of the future aren't designed for a few. They're built for America. Ford SUVs. Drive one today.
6: Apartments.com has the most pet-friendly listings and realistic virtual tours. Now, we're taking it one step further by testing a cutting-edge new feature, virtual reality tours for pets. We'll just strap this headset onto Sprinkles here. Hold still. Kitty. uh, Oh, he's running muck. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I don't think he likes this, sir. Yeah, get the things off the kitty. Virtually tour pet-friendly listings on Apartments.com. The place to find a place.
1: Georgia Tech basketball continues to buzz. Now more of the Coach Josh Passner show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network.
2: Yellow Jacket fans, be sure to visit georgiapower.com slash community to learn new ways to stay connected. Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics. Power on georgia great to have you along for the ride tonight on the josh pastor show georgia tech alabama state the next matchup at mccamish 2 p.m the tip time on saturday our network airtime will begin at one thirty. Four zero four two three one sixteen eighty 404 is the number to call always enjoy when we see those phone lines light up anthony from orange county is on the line for you coach anthony welcome in go ahead with head coach josh pastor
10: Hey guys, thanks for bringing the show back. Hey, I've called many times before, so uh, hopefully you know I'm a supporter, not a critic, but uh, just a couple observations on our team shooting, if, shooting if you don't mind. Uh, prior to North Carolina game, I noticed all season that Debo Coleman would shoot free throws by looking at the at the floor before lifting to shoot, and as you know, that requires the ball in the eye to find the basket the second before release. However, at UNC, it seemed that Debo locked eyes in the basket prior to his free throw dribble, and I know he only went two for two, but I'm convinced the free throw shooting will improve for him if he uses that routine. Going forward, And then in regards to jump shooting, I've seen Davon Smith and, and Jalen Moore, who I have always said, I just think he has such tremendous ability. But I've noticed on jump shots that they both tend to slightly open their legs in the air. And when they jump up straight, their legs are together. It always seems that they, they shoot more consistently. And I know they don't have to click their heels like, you know, Dorothy and Oz or anything. But uh, like I've told players, rise up and come down like a pencil, whether, you know, on the court or in the Olympic high dive. If you want that tight splash, just be a pencil. So, Coach, what are your thoughts and approach to tinkering with player mechanics?
3: Anthony, uh, I, I one, I appreciate you calling, and and you are a great supporter. Two, um, um, <clears throat> I never take any of your observations, questions, comments, suggestions ever as a criticism, and you have every right um, uh, to um, have any comments, questions, questions you know, suggestions or anything. And I think your observations are spot on a few things. Uh, number one, when you're talking about, um, uh, and maybe, I don't, I don't know, Anthony, if you are into, um, you know, diving um, and because incredible athleticism to be able to dive, you of course I'm aware of it from the Olympics and to be able to dive. And like you said, that tight splash and how to keep your body and not hit your head on the board and everything else, it's, it's um just incredible and phenomenal. I mean incredible athleticism and skill um and hand eye coordination and talent to be able to do that. Um and it's sort of like in, in in a in a smaller version as a jump shooter, I think that's a really fair point. To the first to address your thing about Devo Coleman, um you are right about that. He has focused on the floor and, and he had not he had made some free throws, but there were some times where he wasn't making them. And so I think the adjustment we all talked about, and it's wonderful that you were able to catch that. But the credit goes to Debo, is because as you mentioned, you're locked in on the floor, and right as you're about to shoot it, you lift up to look at the you look at the rim, and 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 it can lose somewhat of um, you know the depth perception or you know whatever part of the you know the brain's working on that when you're looking down to straight up and then and then firing the shot it can end up you know um uh you know maybe move move it from left to right or lose some of the concentration so i think that's a real fair point and he and both his free throws versus north carolina late in the game there were both swishes and uh and actually they were cuz when he hit those two it cut the lead and then we came down had another chance to cut the lead into single digits and we ended up missing a shot, but uh, you're right on that. And regarding the jump shooting on Jalen Moore, yes, Jalen Moore is upside. His ceiling is so high. It's the more he plays, the better he's going to be. Anthony, we're so excited about Jalen Moore. Um, but yeah, both Davon and Jalen's got to when they pop, um, they've got to pop up straight up and down, and not and not get to left or right. It was almost in, in, in to your point about the high dive and the splashing two things it's almost like if you if you put a circle where they landed where they took off from they need to fall within that circle and and or maybe a, a, a you know a centimeter or two above it but they can't be spreading out to the to east and west left or right you're they got to stay within that circle or like you talk about in basketball you're shooting in a phone booth and you're staying within that phone booth. You know, you're not getting outside that phone booth. And so that's all part of balance. Now, look, there's been some shooters who've been able to make shots and, and have awkward form, awkward balance, awkward legs, but their follow-through and everything else was, was darn near perfect. Um, uh, but part of that is is for, for the majority for shooters, they need to be straight up and down, as you mentioned, kind of land where you start or maybe an inch or two above And just that, you can't be all over the place. Part of that is the balance part. And I've told Davon this, because we do a lot of shooting drills in practice, Anthony. Davon's a really good three-point shooter. I know he hasn't shot a lot of threes, but I've told him, you need to go ahead and fire that. Like, shoot it. You're open, shoot it. And I know some teams may be backing off a tad bit go ahead and shoot it he 's a good shooter He Showed just that
2: in the Georgia game yeah he, he just minutes. go ahead and
3: shoot it you don 't hesitate don 't think be decisive let it fly you 're going to make your share and um, and it, and and he just needs to go ahead and let it let it go and because he he 's such he 's so fast able to get downhill can get in the paint his- impro- Davon smith's improvement of this decision making and trying to hit singles for the most part I, I, you know you look at his assist to turnover ratio right now is really really high, obviously he 's a great Defensive rebounder, so um, I, you know, um, you know, Davon, and, and, and you know, in, in in basketball, I mean, really, just even if you hit one of three from three, thirty-three percent from three is equal pretty much to fifty percent from two. And Jalen Moore hit his first three of the year versus North Carolina, and he works at it, and he spent a lot of time in the gym. And, um, and, and and both guys are, are going to get open looks, and you just got to be ready to knock it down and continue. Not that they have to live and die by the three, but when they're open, their feet are set. They've got to let it go. And you're right, Anthony. A lot of that on the jump shot, whether it's the pull up or the catch and shoot three, kind of stay within that tight circle, or as you as you mentioned, kind of that tight splash. All
2: right, great stuff, Anthony. Appreciate the call. Look forward to the next one from you. We'll take our final break. Wrap things up here with head coach Josh Pastner. It's the Josh Pastner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from
7: Legend Sports. In America, the future belongs to everyone. So, we designed the SUVs of the future for everyone. Like Ford Escape, Edge, or Explorer. All named IIHS top safety picks with specific headlights. One of the many reasons why so many love Ford SUVs. Because the SUVs of the future aren't designed for a few, they're built for America. Ford SUVs. Drive one today.
4: Introducing Hella Vienna Lager from Atlanta's own New Realm Brewing Company, the official craft beer of Georgia Tech Athletics. All season long, reach for New Realm's easy-drinking dark lager or New Realm's number one-selling hazy-like-a-fox IPA. And check out their location on the Eastside Beltline Trail. Expect great locally sourced food from their on-site scratch kitchen, craft beer brewed in-house, handmade cocktails plus live music and much more at 550 Somerset Terrace. Visit NewRealmBrewing.com for more.
0: Folks, you don't have to play the game to change the game, and you don't need to be a scout to find the NASDAQ's most innovative players. You can become an agent of innovation by investing in Invesco QQQ, the ETF, that gives you access to some of the top NASDAQ 100 companies revolutionizing the sport you know and love. Huddle up with the NASDAQ's 100 most innovative companies in one ETF. Invesco QQQ is the official ETF of the NCAA. There are risks involved with investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs are subject to risks, similar to those of stocks. Investments focused in the technology sector are subject to greater risk and are more greatly impacted by market volatility than more diversified investments. The NASDAQ 100 Index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies traded on the NASDAQ. An investment cannot be made directly into an index. Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit Invesco.com for a prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully before investing.
4: And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever.
8: That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you...
4: Jim.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Ha-ha,
7: Jim. We're on the air.
4: Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen?
7: Well, can I have a sip?
4: (laughs) Jen, we're in the middle of
9: reporting the news. I need to try it first. Looking for the perfect game day or really any day food? Panko Chicken is your answer. You've never tasted anything as crave-worthy as Panko's award-winning healthier chicken tenders, sandwiches, and their tacos are off the chain. It's Panko's unique Japanese-American spin that makes their chicken the crispiest, juiciest, and most flavor-packed chicken you've ever tasted. Panko also has a large selection of incredible vegan and vegetarian options. With locations throughout the metro area, it's easy to satisfy your healthy craving for the best chicken in Atlanta. Check them out at pankochicken.com.
1: source on Georgia Tech hoops than the coach. This is the Coach Josh Passner Show on the Georgia Tech
2: Sports Network. Always enjoy hearing from you. If you run out of time this week, no worries. We'll be back next Monday To continue breaking down Georgia Tech basketball with Josh Pastor, save this number in your phone, 404-231-1680. That is the number to dial in with your question for Coach Pastor. If you're of the Twitter persuasion, if you still have Twitter, you can tweet me, at Andy Demetra. We talked about uh, Javon Franklin. Just to clarify for those who may have missed it earlier, uh, suffered a groin injury in the North Carolina game. You say he's in the injury protocol right now. Uh, do we have a timeline for Javon? Is it just a day-by-day thing as we look ahead to the next game Saturday?
3: Yeah, so groins are, are you know, it's, it's a sensitive injury because you just don't know how long it could be. It could be, you know, because you don't want to come back too soon and then, you know, end up tearing the groin or pulling the groin at, at a worse level. Um, and then you're really out. It could be out, you know, two months in a sense. And so um, it, what's interesting is when you're, you know like when you run you don't re- think about it but how much your groin is used in running and jumping you know everyone just thinks the calves or the legs or something, you know and obviously the groin's part of the leg but but just how 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 much that is used within to within um the running the jumping the, quickness of the on lateral the, floor, movement the lateral well. movement obviously for basketball just sort of like when you're not able to have your you know if you have thumb injury or something you know how much you, you take for granted how much you use your thumb on stuff but um so right now it's we're in a day by day protocol. Um,
2: That's typically Miller's protocol. What Miller's day by day as well. There you go. Miller's day by
3: day. But um, I, you know, it could go anywhere from one to three weeks. It could be day by day to up to, all the way up to one to three weeks. Okay. So we just don't know. Uh, he wasn't able to practice today, and we'll just take it. You know, he's going treatment every day, and we'll just see how it goes from there. Um, Davon Smith uh, had a hurt ankle, sprained his ankle in the game versus North Carolina. He was able to practice for the most part for today, uh, but then had some tenderness and wasn't able to complete practice just due to some tenderness and um, uh, some tightness on his ankle. So we'll have to keep continue to monitor that. Uh, Debo Coleman was not able to practice today, had a had an Achilles, mm-hmm. tightness in his Achilles um, just due to some... Uh, He's had some ongoing things with his Achilles, just kind of a strain. So you always got to be careful on that, oh, too. Yeah. So he had to get treatment on that. So we are a little banged up today. Um, <clears throat> Jordan Mecca wasn't able to be there today just due to finals and a couple other things. And so we are a little banged up. But that's part of the deal with this – in that week, you know, you're trying to get healthy. Sort of like the Baycott thing with North yeah. Carolina. They had some chances to kind of get healthy and regroup, and it'll be good for us this week, and hopefully by the time we get to Thursday, Friday, we can be full full strength ahead and, and ready to go for Saturday.
2: Yeah, you do have seven days between games. We'll see you next Saturday. Versus Alabama State, tip time 2 p.m. And then ACC play resumes at McCamish on Wednesday the 21st. we still have our show next Monday. And we sure do. Next Monday, 7 p.m. We look forward to visiting with you then. And on that, we wrap up this week's edition of the Josh Pastor Show. Coach, I always appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Thank you, Andy. All right, for Josh Pastor, Miller Pope. And our entire crew, Andy Demetra, once again, we will talk to you on Saturday for the Jackets in Alabama State and next Monday for another edition of the Josh Pastor Show. Thanks so much for listening to that, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you on Saturday.
6: Everybody has a jillion things going on these days, so at Apartments.com, we help you stay on top of your apartment search with powerful tools like saved searches and instant alerts. Alert. You just enter what you want. Alert. Like location, price, and amenities. Alerto. And Apartments.com will alert you as soon as those places become available. Alert. Here's your perfect place. Thanks, me. And you can customize your alerts somehow. I think I set mine to Mr. Snarky. You do hear me. Maybe I can change mine to British. Apartments.com, the place to find a place.
5: This holiday, whether you're roasting a Kroger Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or making a Murray's Baked Free for 2 whether you're baking a pie with fresh, cosmic, crisp apples like Grandma's or ordering private selection cream pies when Grandma's pie is all gone, Kroger has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup. So you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Georgia is our home. That's why at Georgia Power, we're building the
8: future of energy. Over the last decade, we've invested nearly $10 billion to strengthen the electric grid, installing new substations, upgrading transformers, moving power lines underground, and investing in cleaner energy. We're making the electric grid more resilient and reliable for you and for future generations. At Georgia Power, we know that making smart investments today prepares us to meet our customers' needs tomorrow.
4: Introducing Hella Vienna Lager from Atlanta's own New Realm Brewing Company, the official craft beer of Georgia Tech Athletics. All season long reach for New Realm's easy-drinking dark lager or New Realm's number one-selling hazy-like-a-fox IPA. And check out their location on the Eastside Beltline Trail. Expect great locally sourced food from their on-site scratch kitchen, craft beer brewed in-house, handmade cocktails plus live music and much more at 550 Somerset Terrace. Visit NewRealmBrewing.com for more
1: you've been listening to the coach josh pastner show live on the georgia tech sports network from legend sports join us each week of the season to get the latest on yellow jackets hoops and all things georgia tech athletics we'll talk to you again next week right here on the
0: georgia tech sports network